Breaking Cycles That No Longer Service with Lindsay Banks, subtitled A Gentle Hug for the Soul. This is episode 121 on Alternative Health Tools podcast, where together we discover and share new alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. I'm Lisa Victoria, the co-host from the UK, along with my co-hosts Kim Shea and John Beethan. Together we bring alternative health tools to our listeners. And today we are going to talk about breaking cycles that no longer serve us. And I'm joined by the wonderful Lindsay Banks, a channeler intuitive author, YouTuber, and co-creator of the universe. She's a very, very busy lady. And today when we're talking about breaking the cycles that no longer serve us, we're looking at, so not just our past and how it's brought us to the point that we're at today, but also we're looking at the mother-father wounds, healing what needs to be healed physically, emotionally, and mentally with inside ourselves and also the others around us. And we're also going to look at some past life cycles. And then at the end, we're going to give you, gift you an activity, which Lindsay's kindly donated, and that'll be in the show notes. So you can take some time to reflect. So welcome, Lindsay. It's fantastic to have you join us. Uh, thank you so much for having me again, Lisa. Oh, you're welcome. Do you want to just introduce yourself and a little bit about why we're talking about breaking cycles that no longer serve us today? Yes. So my name's Lindsay. Thank you for having me. So I started my spiritual journey back in 2008 when I first went for Reiki. And basically along the way, what the universe kindly does is it sends me all these different sort of tools to then share with others. So Recently, I've come across the mother and father wound. I didn't know that was a thing. So that's going to be something we're talking about, isn't it? And I can share what's come up for me on that. And I suppose for me as well, you know, I've been doing these past life readings for a while. And what I'm seeing is that patterns that were done before Mm -hmm. are coming up for people now. And in 2020 and in 2021, you know, we've gone into this age of Aquarius and for me, I just feel it's really important for people to realise and to recognise that the work that they're doing on themselves, it's not just their stuff that they're having to heal. So sometimes I say to people, it feels like we've got the raw end of the deal. We chose to be here at this time. So it's up to us to be like, right, what am I working on now? What am I needing to go through? What patterns do I need to break? What cycles am I done with? Is my family done with, etc. So, And do you see that as embracing the journey rather than feeling overwhelmed by having to uncover all this and do this healing work? It's more embracing the journey, isn't it? And what we can learn from it and how we can grow. Definitely. Yeah. And there's so many different aspects to healing as well. And I think initially, if you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, or how if you're feeling in a space where you're like, I just need help. I don't care what it is at the minute. I just know I need help. Reaching out. There are so many fabulous healers and therapists across the world who are doing awesome work. Just reaching out to someone going, you know what, I know I need something. But initially, you might not know what it is that you're actually doing the healing work on. You just know that you need something. And that, I suppose, is where you start. 
And that's wonderful, isn't it? Because like you said earlier, sometimes the universe just throws things at us. If we've got our ears and our eyes open and we're, we're looking to see how we can help ourselves grow and develop, then quite often there's kind of signs. And like you said, the mother-father wound, you, you'd not even thought it was a thing before. And, and certainly, you know, through my experience of life, sometimes my biggest breakthroughs have come from a period of adversity. It's looking to see what can I take from that and what can I learn from that and what's presenting to me in that moment that I can use as a tool to help me. And that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, when those times of adversity hit, we're not often prepared for it. We don't mm. always have the tools when we come across that ad- adversity initially. And then it's afterwards, like, you know, you said, when you're like, right, I've got these tools that I know that work for me. So when the adversity hits, we're like, oh, okay, why am I going through this? And And that's a wonderful point, isn't it, to share with our listeners at the minute if they are facing adversity. And it might be one of the first times in their life that they have faced adversity and perhaps haven't developed that faith yet that, do you know what, this is going to turn into something that I can utilize to maybe help other people in the future or learn and grow myself. And quite often when you look at people who do some of the amazing work around the world now, quite often they've been through an experience that's brought them to doing what they're doing today. So I guess we're just saying to our listeners that there's hope if you're going through adversity now, see it as an opportunity for growth to either help yourself in the future or to be able to help others. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm just getting the words like faith and trust and almost like surrender to, you know, you're going to be okay if you believe you're going to be okay and just see what tools are, are being handed to you right now so you can put them in your toolbox. And I think, you know, exactly what we're seeing at the minute, you might feel like you're the only one going through it who's maybe, you know, lost your job or, you know, your relationship's gone bust. But because this is happening on a global scale, everyone is going through this adversity at the same time, it's how, like, what tools we'll have to manage that, I suppose. Yeah, amazing. And it is, it's, it is, it's like collectively we're ending this massive cycle, you know, with the patriarchal system and all the systems and structures that have been in place. It's like the end of the cycle that we're seeing. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. So where should we start? Should we start with the mother-father wound? Should we talk a little yeah. bit more about that? Yeah, we can do it. So, This is something, like I said, that I've recently come across and I didn't realise it was a thing. And I remember, I suppose, my mum triggers me quite a lot in certain things that she says and that she does. And something had happened around the Christmas time. And for me, I knew I needed some healing work done after that, like literally straight away. I was like, right, I need someone just to help bring this out and to heal it. So I'd contacted a friend who'd done some distance healing for me. And she she said, she says, all I feel is is if I want to put a big blanket around you, you know, and nurture you. And I was like, all right, okay. So I went away with it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, how do I, I started quite asking myself the question, like, how do I nurture myself? And I was like, how did my mom show nurturing or caring when I was younger? And This is like some of the stuff that's on the worksheet about these different questions you can ask yourself in terms of, right, I am who I am. Mm. My mom is who she is. Yeah. But what did she give me when I was a young child that makes me, what did she maybe not give me? And 
for me, I suppose I came across this lady who's written a book, which I think it's already out in the, in the US and it's due to be out in um, the UK in a couple of days. And it's literally all about, it's a book about healing the mother wound. And I was like, oh my God, there's going to be so many people who would benefit from this. But it, it, the mother wound to me is a representation of whatever you feel you didn't receive as a child that a typical mother would give whether that's love or attention or nurturing. And it's the same with the father wound, but then asking the questions like about your your relationship with your dad. And it can feel emotional when you're doing it because for many people, they might not want to think about their childhood or they might have had a really abusive childhood, etc. But by going back and reflecting on it and doing this work can allow you then to think right okay so for example for me it was nurturing I'm like right so how do I start to nurture myself and how do I show myself that love and that care that maybe was maybe missing when I was younger so when you start to ask yourself the questions about your relationships with your mum and your dad it can help you to grow more as a being as a soul and recognizing without blame and without judgment Mm. you know and that's really important isn't it because we talked about that off air it was a case Mm. of it's not just the mother and father wound but what mother and father wounds were they passed what were their parents passed down so it's a generational thing and we can only give what we've got to give and what we've learned and in terms of breaking that cycle this is the conscious awareness now isn't it saying what did I not get from my parents that I would like to embrace and heal and be able to give myself because ultimately we're responsible for our thoughts and our feelings and actually how can we break that cycle to then pass on to future generations which is so wonderful isn't it exactly and yeah so in terms of like the ancestral thing like you said if And I wrote about this, I think, in my first book about the labels and the expectations that you have of a mum or of the dad. And when you remove those labels and see them as individuals and be like, right, okay, the way that they were with me as a child was, like you said, because of something that happened with their parents, you know, and their generation maybe didn't have the tools or the knowledge that's much more open now, thanks to the internet, when it's available to people. And the phrase that I keep getting at the minute is like the book stops here yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what it is it's like I was doing some work with a client last night and I said to him I said you know I said it's as if I said before you start doing this work you've got this rucksack on your back Mm -hmm. okay so when you're a child you're carrying this empty rucksack and then you get your your mum's stuff in there and then you've got your dad's stuff in there and then through life you pick up relationship people I mean, so by the time you sort of get to where you need healing work done, you're carrying maybe like an extra 120 kilos on your back and you're sort of like weighed down by the pressure of it all. But then by starting to do this work, it's like, right, I'm going to take out that 20 kilos and that one, and it allows you to feel so much lighter because you're not taking their stuff through your life with you. And that's such a wonderful analogy and fits really in with my coaching because it's not about becoming someone is about unbecoming everything you picked up along the way and the rucksack analogy is just amazing you're just unbecoming everything you've learned that you think is you and actually it's not it was just projected on you and you've put it in your kind of rucksack and carried it around with you and I love the fact that you're talking about taking it out that rucksack and lightening the load and 
Oh, it just feels peaceful just thinking about it, doesn't it? Yeah, I love my analogies. <laughs> I get the it's, it's spirit that gives me them, and I'm just like, oh, thank you for that. That really helps explain like different concepts, you know. So, yeah, enjoy that's it. amazing. And you briefly mentioned there your book in your first book. So, can we just share that with the listeners in case they want to look that out? What's the title called, and can so they find it on Amazon? Yeah, so it's called A Gentle Hug for the Soul, and it's around providing comfort and reassurance in times of need. And it's basically like setting the groundwork or the foundation for the, the spiritual journey, if you like. So it's there's my journey in there, which I share quite openly, and then stuff about gratitude and mindfulness and tips on meditation and past Amazing. lives, etc. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, because then that you. might be another tool for somebody else to pick up and help them along their journey. Thank you, lovely. Awesome. So we're talking about the mother and father wound and it's really insightful, isn't it? Because what we're saying, it's not actually to blame. It's just to learn and grow and see, well, actually, what did they put in my rucksack? And actually, what in my heart do I feel that I want to release more of that feeling of maybe that is that nurturing that we've just not practiced releasing because we were never taught to because something adverse was put in our rucksack instead of that nurturing into our hearts so we're also talking about so healing ourselves and others around us so when we talk about the lack from the parents as well because you're talking about lack from the parents it's not just what they gave us it's what they didn't give us and it's it's looking at that balance isn't it definitely yeah definitely and yeah I just feel like because there was a question asked in my group yesterday about if someone's really close to me, like a parent, and they're maybe not treating me in that way, how do I show them unconditional love? And it's about allowing yourself to detach from them, mm. but still be able to share that love and compassion and empathy towards them. And as you're healing yourself and healing this mother wound, then it also does impact your parents and it impacts that ancestral line. So any work that you do, it's like the concept that time isn't linear. So any work you do affects your parents and their parents. It's that energy thing, isn't it? And that ripple effect. And uncannily, I had the same conversation with some uh, people yesterday as well. They were saying, oh, you know, every time somebody walks in the room, I get really agitated and wound up. And I said, well, what are you feeling? And they said, annoyance and frustration. And I was like, okay, so what would you choose to feel? And they said, well, not those feelings, like calm and nonplussed was the word that came out. And I said, well, that's just amazing because nonplussed is like, you know, there's no kind of negative attachment to that person walking in the room. And I said, the only thing that you can change is how you think and feel about that person when they walk in the room and you can feel agitated and frustrated or you can now choose going forwards and that energy is going to translate to them and help heal them as well. And it's the power that we have within us, isn't it, to be able to not only give ourselves that kind of reprieve in the moment, but also to help others with their journey because sometimes they just don't know how. Yeah. And again, the way I see it is like, if you imagine like there's a massive bit of rope and there's one person at one end and one at the other. And all we are doing in this life is we're reaching back and pulling someone up a little bit further up the rope. And then someone else is pulling us a little bit further up the rope. So, you know, it's like we're all by doing the work, by doing the healing work. Like you said, we are affecting so many people around us who come into our space and come into our energy 
because they'll feel it and mm-hmm. they feel the lightness and the, like you said, the power that you have within you. And it's that universal vibration as well, isn't it? When we're vibrating on a higher, more loving frequency, we're putting that out to the universe. And the more people that are working on that frequency, then everything's energy, isn't it? You know, exactly. it's, it's scientific. It, it, it's just energy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I always make it a, a point, you know, smile at everyone that I can. If I make eye contact, they get a big smile. I speak to people randomly, which I've always done. I'm just like, hello. If I pass them in the street, I always wish them good morning. And it's little things like that which make massive differences. They're huge and they're really lovely tips and tools to give to our listeners, you know, next time you're out and about. And I know it's a bit challenging at the minute, but that smile could mean the world to somebody. It could change their life. It really could. I remember reading once there was a gentleman who was walking towards a bridge and he was planning on jumping off the bridge. And it was the one person that smiled at him on his walk to that bridge that made him think about not doing it. And I just think, wow, that's such a powerful story. You never know the impact you can have on someone else. Just, and it's for free, a smile or a hello or a good morning or a wave. I was walking past an old gentleman on a a bench the other day and he looked quite sad. So I just said, good morning and waved at him. And then he smiled and I just thought it, it costs nothing, does it, to try and just be more awake and conscious as to everybody's going through stuff right now and it's quite easy to internalize and think about our own problems but actually when we think about people externally as well it brings us out of our own problems because most people love helping someone else don't they yeah definitely amazing so we talked about the mother and father wound and about healing not just ourselves and other people so how does a past life cycle fit in with all this? Oh, I love this. I, love this. <laughs> I find it fascinating. So what I find is when I'm tapping into someone's past life, so it started off when I was doing healing work, like in person. And often what I would find was that people's throat chakras were really weak. And what I was being given was people's past lives as being like either witches or as healers or things that they may be already doing in this life, like they've been drawn back to in this lifetime. But they'd always been persecuted for it in the past life. So there was healing work to be done around the throat chakra because it was like, no, you're not afraid to be able to speak your truth in this lifetime. And that's a message that I like. I, I get quite strongly and I sh- I'm a big advocate of them. I speak your truth. And someone challenged me once and said, what do you mean people do speak their truth? I was like, mm, they don't. Because people are scared of, you know, like, well, if I share my opinion, I'm going to get blasted down or I'm not going to be liked or this, that, or the other. So the past life stuff, it's it can show you reasons why you're maybe doing things in this lifetime that you're not maybe aware of. So... Another example I had was I did a reading for a chap yesterday and he was actually, he'd been an actress back in the, I think it was the early 1900s and I got the name and everything. It was fascinating, but he'd actually been drawn to acting in this lifetime as well for a period of time. And then in terms of relationships, the relationships he'd had in this lifetime, when he'd been in in that lifetime, he hadn't been happily married and he hasn't been happily married yet in this lifetime. You know, so there's, things even though sometimes people go oh why do I keep attracting this particular type of person and it might be because that's the type of person you've always attracted in every other past life but this lifetime is the the time to be like you know what I'm done 
not playing this game anymore you know it's breaking that cycle again exactly you have to be aware of it I guess and that's where you help with the past life is it like past life regression it's not something I know lots about no no so the way that I do it and the images have been like it's like watching a movie in my mind at the minute they've become very vivid I, I often 15 minute past life readings and I just say right what does this person need to know from these lifetimes and we normally capture sort of two lifetimes and I just share it and I say it might be like you know around like I said around relationships or it might be there might be a pattern of addiction or but it's because this has happened so then it comes into that person's awareness and that's the reason why I kept doing x y and z and then when I think when you have that more in your consciousness then you can then make that choice to be like, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. But thank you. Do you know what I mean? Because it comes habitual, doesn't it? If we keep doing the same things over and over again and how the brain works and neurological pathways, if they're so embedded in our subconscious, then we're going to be on autopilot, keeping making the same habits, behaviors, choices. And like you say, sometimes they don't serve us and having that conscious awareness from past life or understanding the mother father wound, it's just phenomenal, isn't it? Because it can raise your consciousness and give you that choice. Exactly. And I think sometimes like the past life stuff as well can stop us doing stuff in this lifetime because there's a fear and it might not be like a rational fear. It might be completely irrational. You're like, well, where is this coming from? I remember one lady, she had a fear of horses and it's because she'd been killed on a horse. And she was mm. like, oh, I was wondering why I was scared of horses. And I was like, well, there you are. Do you know what I mean? And I Amazing. think Amazing. Yeah, so it can be quite life changing for people. Definitely, yeah. Amazing. So what other success stories have you got? So just so our listeners can put it into perspective, really. Yeah, so let me try and think. I've had such a diverse range and just a thought that came to me yesterday. I was like, God, I'm a time traveler. I'm getting to see all these awesome times and spaces. So I had one chap in the US and he had a really strong affinity with Al Capone. And he was like, I want to dress like him. I want to be like him. I'm, I'm, I've got this obsession with him. And when I did this past life reading, it turns out that he'd actually been in the gang opposite or fighting Al Capone and they basically got rid of him they just threw him in a river can't be doing with you and they'd got rid of him but he, the reason that he had that affinity was because he'd been in that time period so often when people have affinities with time periods as well it can be because they've been there before um another interesting concept as well is in terms of the past lives because I do believe our soul has been here before but there's also the fact that your soul has been a spirit guide for people in their lifetime. So whilst they've been incarnated on this earth, you may have walked alongside them as a spirit guide. So that came up for myself. I, I'd, I'd been drawn to this lady called Florence Scoville Shin, and she was one of the early writers back in the, I think it was early 1900s, 1920s. And she did loads of writing about the law of attraction and manifesting. And she was going out there speaking and doing all this wonderful work. But there's hardly any information about her. And when I was asking upstairs, I was like, why am I obsessed with this woman? Because I, I had an emotional reaction. I started crying when I was reading about her. And I was like, I don't even know who she is. And I asked upstairs and they said, it's because you were her spirit guide when she was alive. And I was like wow you know it's just so to know and that sort of explains where the writing comes from for myself and the interest in the law of attraction and manifesting as well so it feels like it adds more 
to your knowing of who you are as a person and the reasons why as well, I feel. Amazing. I've got goosebumps when you tell me that story about being her spirit guide. That's just phenomenal. And I know because obviously we have conversations off air and I know your journey of writing and the whole law of attraction. And I guess subconsciously you learned quite a lot from her, even though you perhaps didn't realize at the time where it had come from. Exactly. Well, she said that I was giving her the information to write the book. So it's now like it's swapped. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's amazing. It's phenomenal, isn't it? And, you know, we talk about these kind of downloads from the universe or upstairs or messages. We were talking earlier, weren't we, about yeah. um, how we get a moment of where's this come from and just trusting it. We were talking about words, weren't we, that just yeah. don't make sense or messages that you should write this down. And if people do get that kind of inclination that, oh, or an urge, it's, it's trust it. Don't question it. It might never have happened to you before. And I've told you the story, haven't I, about my book, you know, mm. I was going to see Lorna Byrne and Mike Dooley. And actually you asked me to go to that event in London, didn't you? You said, can you go and see Lorna Byrne? And I said, who's Lorna Byrne? And she was working with Mike Dooley and I'd heard of Mike Dooley. So the night before I was going to London, on behalf of Lindsay, or kind of unbeknownst to me, what was going to transpire out of that, I thought well, I'd best take a look at Lorna Byrne and see who she is. And for any listeners who who don't know who Lorna Byrne is, is she's a wonderful spiritual lady who can see angels, and she talks about angels and how we can use them for support in our lives. And that's a whole different, you know, subject. So that evening, as I sat and watched a YouTube video of Lorna Byrne. She just said, right, what comes to you? Just ask your angels. And that evening, that's where my book was born, which is hopefully going to be released very soon. I'm just finalizing my chapters. But I sat down and that was probably the first moment for me where I had that download, whether it was from the angels, from upstairs, from the universe. Those thoughts just came to me and they were very real. And within 10 minutes, I had lots of information down on the piece of paper. And it's about our listeners tapping into that wisdom and that different energy, isn't it? And you mentioned some words earlier, didn't you, Lindsay? And, and you started chanting a word. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this is something that I started playing with. So I very much feel like that we were talking about this earlier. We were just about the tone. And I was like, let's just have fun. And the universe, I can't remember who says this. Someone says it on an advert. But it's like the universe wants you to have fun with it and to play with it. And so a couple of times when I'd done a deep meditation, it's like I could hear a noise coming from my throat chakra. And I was like, this is really weird. So I'd got in touch with this lady who I knew spoke light language. And I said, can you just share with me what I'm doing? What is it? And she said, the best thing to do, Lynn, is just whenever you've got time by yourself, she says, just start chanting some words and just see what comes and I said, all right, okay. So um, so I started doing that. And then I started incorporating in my healing because I was like, I feel like I need to do this. So when I was doing my drumming, I just started like chanting these words. And sometimes it comes out a bit gruffer than what my voice is like. And then yesterday I shared with Lisa earlier, just offline, I was going through, walking through the fields yesterday singing Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart in light language, which made no sense. But I was like, it's fun. And I shared it on my YouTube channel just for a bit of fun, just to show what it's like. Um, so, yeah, so I can't, I can't remember now exactly what the word is, but let's just see what sort of word comes up. Okay, so that was it. It's like a Ashasana Ikanawa Ashasana 
Iganawa. And, you know, the words make no sense. I've got no idea what I'm saying. And I don't know if it's a certain language. You know, to me, it feels like a mixture of African and maybe Native American, Spanish, etc. But, like, some people have said that when I'm doing that chanting, so I'm doing um, a heart activation with a friend of mine on the 11th of February. She's going to do the astrology side, and I'm going to do some of that. And she said, she says, it just brings something more, Lindsay, to, like, the experience, do you know what I mean? And what I feel it is, it bypasses the human mind. So because the words don't make any sense, you're listening to it, you can hear the, the words being said, but it's actually speaking to your soul on a soul level rather than your physical and this 3D version of yourself. It feels more like it's a, right, I'm allowing these beings, these multidimensional beings to come through, to utilise my throat and my voice to see whatever chant or mantra is needed for that person in that time. That sounds fascinating. And I love the way you just surrendered and just did it anyway. And that whole vibration, when you're chanting those words, it's vibrating through your body, isn't it? So like you say, maybe healing on a soul level and maybe something that we've not quite explored or understood to the nth degree yet, but I'd love it if any of our listeners out there know what that chant meant, then (laughs) do get in contact because we've got this amazing facility on Alternative Health Tools website where they can leave a voice note. So if you log on to alternativehealthtools.com and go to the episode, there's a little blue microphone in the bottom corner and they can actually record a voice note. So if any listeners out there can shed any light on what this means for Lindsay, that would be wonderful. But she just knows and trusts that it's healing um, and is enjoying it. And yeah, sounds like you had such a fun day yesterday. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. But, and I think it's like, you know, because someone was saying, like, oh, how do I start with it? And there's different ways you can do it. So you can just start by making a sound, which maybe is an arm or, uh, or a duh, you know, but it comes through in painting as well. So I've done like light language paintings and shared Amazing. those on Instagram. And people say, I can feel the energy from it. And I'm like, I just get told, you know, shown to do this. So it's, yeah, very much surrendering and I think if you don't mind me sharing for the benefit of our listeners Lindsay you have not always been in this line of work have you (laughs) (laughs) you did something completely different maybe 20 years ago do you mind sharing what that was my retail manager role yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, I used to work for um, one of the big supermarkets in the UK and I had a team of I think it was 45 50 staff So yeah, it was very, very different, very corporate, very long hours, very stressful. I was so not tuned in at all, very stressed out, drinking seven cups of coffee a day, smoking 20 cigarettes a day. So you've gone from that life to now doing light language paintings where people can feel the energy from it. So it just shows, doesn't it, that if you're open to going on a journey and even wherever you're at in life right now, because life can be challenging at the best of times we are in a a global challenge at the minute while we record this podcast we're in the middle of the the pandemic if anybody's listening to this later down the line but challenges come and go and it's just about being open to learn and grow from them isn't it definitely yeah and you know I always try and like share just because I'm in this line of work now I still have my personal challenges and they still come up for me but when you've got some tools to equip you with it, it just helps it go. You go through it a bit more easily than if you've got nothing. 
It's massive, isn't it? And it's that first kind of journey. And I always remember uh, speaking to you and that was my breakthrough all those years ago. I went through a kind of six month period in my life. I don't know if you remember, I was put at risk at work. I'd split up with my partner at the time. I'd just put an offer in on the house when I was put at risk at work. I was also doing my finals for my accountancy exams because I was a square peg in a round hole at some point too. And it just seemed like the world was tumbling around me. And I remember being on the motorway and my brake line went on my car Mm -hmm. as the traffic stopped in front of me. And it was almost like the final straw, the tap on the shoulder from the universe. It's like, you're not listening. You're not slowing down. You're not reassessing what you're doing in life and where you're going. So if you're not going to slow down, we will floor you and stop you. Luckily, I didn't crash (laughs) for the benefit of the listeners. I got home. It was actually you, Lindsay, that I rang. And you said, oh, why don't you try some Reiki? (laughs) And I said, Reiki? What on earth is Reiki? I've never even heard of it. But again, it's the spiritual growth and the, the learning, isn't it? I'd gone from the corporate world to dipping my toe in Reiki and I, that was the the kind of beginning of my journey there. But I'd had to go through that awakening period of the universe, upstairs, the angels, whatever you believe in, slowing me down and saying, stop, you're on the wrong path and we're going to reroute you. So it's not about rejection, it's about redirection. And that was the start of my journey into my coaching and where I am today. But it is about just knowing that wherever you're at, at your journey, we can always learn and grow more. And it's not that we need to, it's that desire to become everything we've picked up in our rucksack and become connected back to source, back to our heart voice and back to those true feelings that we really deserve. Would you Destiny. say? Yeah. And there was a phrase I was given this week for my, my weekly readings And uh, they made me say it three times to emphasize the point. And it was that you are exactly where you need to be right now. And they made me say it again and again. And it's a really good phrase to bear in mind because, you know, you might think that you're meant to be in this place or you're meant to be further ahead, but everyone is exactly where you're meant to be. So it's worth bearing in mind. It's it's trusting, isn't it? It's like everything happens for a reason and, you know, and people say, well, it's all right for you. But actually, I've just shared a bit of my story. And at the time, you know, I was a single person. <laughs> I'd just put an offer in on a house, was about to lose my job. I was also having tests for heart issues. So I was, had the medical thing on the go as well. I just split up to my relationship. So I was thinking, I've lost my relationship, going to lose my house, going to lose my job. And actually, life has a way of working out. And it's just trust and just look for people along your path who are there to support you and guide you and help you because quite often as human beings the one thing we're good at is helping others but the one thing we're not so good at is asking for help and never deny someone the opportunity to help you because as human beings we want to help so reach out if you're stuck and ask for that support that help it's not a sign of weakness it's a sign of strength definitely Oh, amazing, Lindsay. So is there anything else we want to share with our listeners today? Or if we're wrapping up, is there a parting kind of message you want to leave with them? Let me just say, yeah, I just, yeah, I just keep getting, you know, the book stops here. And it's like, you know, if you're sat there thinking, oh, this is only happening to me and why me? That Again, that's a, a victim cycle, you know, it's like, 
something needs to end and something needs to change. And it's when we start to recognize that that's then that's where you can start and be like, right. And just asking at the very beginning, like I said, you know, because there's so many different healing modalities out there and so many different therapists that just say, right, what do I need right now? And putting it out there. And like Lisa said, either writing something down or Googling, because often the internet pops things up and you're like, oh my God, that's what I need. (laughs) Oh, you've been seeing it for five days on the trot and you're closing it going, oh, that's really annoying. It keeps popping up, but actually there's probably a message in there for you. Exactly. exactly. And like you said, asking for help. And, you know, I've been doing like check-ins with with some friends, just voicing on them and going, hey, just wanted to drop you a note, see how you're doing, how you're getting on. And, And that's sort of like been helping people as well. So... Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. And today we've been talking about breaking cycles that no longer serve us. And you mentioned an event you've got in February. Is that open to people? Yes. So it will be. So it's going to be on Facebook and Instagram. We're we're holding it on Zoom. So it's going to be £11.11 with myself and a lady called Rachel Maria Bell, who's an intuitive astrologist. so, yes. so we can put a link in the show notes to that yes. if anybody wants to join. Yeah, yeah, it would be brilliant. Participate yeah. in one of your courses. So it's been so wonderful, Lindsay. Thank you so much. And just the benefit of our listeners, what we've talked about today is breaking the cycles that no longer serve us. We've talked about that mother and father wound and not just about healing us, but that healing energy that then kind of spreads out to people around us. And then also talking about the wonderful past life cycles and how exciting that is. And if you want a past life reading, I'm sure Lindsay would oblige. Again, if you want to get in contact with Lindsay, we are going to put in the show notes that exercise we said we were going to do for you. So that one page with the questions you can sit and reflect after listening to this podcast. But if anybody does want to get in contact with Lindsay, it's Lindsay Banks. So it's www.lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, Banks, B-A-N-K-S dot U-K. Or follow Lindsay on social media and her social media handles are at Lindsay Banks 111. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, B-A-N-K-S 111. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And again, don't forget that you can go to alternativehealthtools.com and leave us a voice note, particularly if anybody's got any wisdom on what we've talked about today or what you've loved about today or how it's helped. We'd love to hear from you. So just to wrap up, I'm Lisa Victoria. I'm a holistic health coach and I'm part of the Alternative Health Tools team from the UK. And we've really enjoyed today. So thank you once again, Lindsay. And until next time, take care, everyone. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you, lovely. Produced by Heard Not Seen Media, visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.